Nice, wiping the towel on his butt with both hands, throws it out into the flats, his near side, and a walk-in touchdown for Adam Mackard. So the Huskies take the long route after the penalty, but they finally punch it in. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Growing the Game with Ballsy is brought to you by our friends at Face First Medical Aesthetics above Gabos on Dudney Avenue in downtown Regina. By Riviere Ag Seeds in Radville. Thanks to Paul Riviere and his family for getting on board and supporting this podcast. Riviere Ag Seeds out there in the great town of Radville and surrounding area. By Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his work at markgreshner.com. By Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ. Give him a call 306-502-5355. By Zelko Stefanovic and his great wife Deb at uh, SAS Selects Football operating out of the Yara Center in Moose Jaw. Also by Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn, Corey Zadorozniak out there for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Check out Corey Zadorozniak at Double Z Ag Sales. Time now for our Coach of the Week, and it's Dave Jackson over with the Regina Thunder. We've had him on the podcast in the past. He is here to talk about the Three Phases Coaching Clinic, which is an off-season clinic hosted by the Regina Thunder. Our Coach of the Week brought to you by Pizza Huts in Saskatchewan and David Dubay and the Concord Group of Companies. Now, Dave, uh, you've been on the podcast before, just so people, and I encourage them to go back in the archives, but if they don't have time, tell us a bit about your coaching background, just so we can set the scene here. Yeah, sure. No problem. I've been coaching ever since out of high school, out of uh, F.W. Johnson. Uh, Coached while I was in college here uh, at the high school level, and then uh, traveled around a bit overseas and in Alberta, coaching high school again, and out to the U of Ottawa and uh, did some U sports there. And uh, from there, came here to the Thunder for the 2013 National Championship season. And uh, then the last six years have been uh, in the CFL. All right, yeah. So tell me how much and what's been the biggest aspect in terms of coaching changes since you've been in it? The, the change is the number of coaches and, and the reliance on technology. So you, you see a lot of, uh, you know, scale backs and things like that. Uh, at least at the CFL level, and you're you're kind of left with um, the guys who are there that might not be as technologically advanced on the computer and things like that. So you have a uh, you, you you have a situation where there are some coaches in the, at least a professional level uh, that are there to run the computers um, and and be computer and technology guys. And that's taking away from uh, some of the guys that would be doing some of the on-field work. And then at the lower levels, uh, it, I don't know if it's a generational thing or whatever it might be, uh, but you don't see as many young coaches as you did even when I was coming up, you know, 20 years ago. So that's one of the big things that we're we're trying to uh, to do here with the clinic is to encourage a lot of these young people to to get involved in coaching and giving back to the game of football. That's what we want to talk about the clinic. But before we get to that, how concerned are you about the future of football in this country, given what we're going through worldwide right now? Well, there is a, a level of concern, you know, uh, especially with the professional league. Uh, I think it does start with that because there has to be a you know a goal. Uh, in mind for any anybody playing any sport for that matter. Uh, so if something was to happen with the CFL and, and, and it not continue, then at least the Canadian rules game uh, would be in jeopardy. Uh, you'd like to think it's not because I think it's, it's the best uh, form of football um, around. 
And, you know, with that not being likely, uh, you'd like to think that everything will be able to pick back up. But should something happen and there's no professional league, then that's going to filter down um, into, you know, your university leagues and, and all the way down to minor football. But uh, hopefully the CFL has a plan and they'll be able to put it in action here in 2021, and uh, we'll, we'll start rebuilding again. So, Dave, you touched on it a bit there with maybe the level of interest not being what it once was. You, you said generational, but can you expand on that? Why do you really think uh, people aren't so quick to coach like they used to in, in their younger years? Well, I think it's a, a combination of things, really. Um, number one being... You know, there's a lot more things to do now than there was back then. Right. Uh, just, you know, being on technology and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so there's more things to do. And I think, you know, as things evolve, the time commitment is increased. You know, you're, you're putting a lot more time in, uh, in in coaching, especially the higher up uh, you go in levels. Um, so the combination of, you know, what's expected at a volunteer position and the options of so much more things to do um, contribute to, you know, potentially less people being involved, at least at an early age. Yeah, okay. So uh, you guys are doing your best to help uh, cultivate, is maybe the word to use, the next generation of uh, coaching, and, and then by extension, helping to grow the game of football, which this podcast is all about. So tell us uh, about the Three Phases Coaching Clinic. So we, start, we, we started two years ago. And, you know, it kind of started mom and pop shop, you know, blue collar, just a bunch of coaches getting together at the Thunder Clubhouse. So, you know, we could jam 40, 50, 60 people in there. And then what happened was last year uh, with the pandemic, it, it ha- everything shut down literally in our last week. Uh, and so people still wanted it. So we came up with the, uh, the idea to go on, on online with Zoom. And then that kind of just grew, and we kept going. I mean, I think we did 30 sessions last year um, over the, the winter and the spring months. And then so we're filming those now, and we're putting them on the YouTube page uh, and under three phases coaching. And, you know, it just cycles into to year three. And now we've got a, uh, a partnership this year with uh, Football Saskatchewan. And, you know, one thing that's been lost in this pandemic is the ability to, you know, continue to develop the technical aspect, the on-field stuff, you know, because there's nothing going on on-field. Um, so people can utilize this, uh, this clinic here with three phases, and they can earn NCC, NCCP points uh, towards their development and their, their technical aspect and things like that. So that's something that we're really excited uh, to offer the coaches in Saskatchewan and across the country. So twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday. So how's it broken up? Do you do like special teams, a position group? How do you do it? Well, what we do is, you, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, Ballsy, is we have two main goals for this year. Is Number one, we wanted to increase uh, the level of participation with the major teams in Saskatchewan, and we wanted to hit every level um, from minor football all the way to the professionals. And we did that right in week one. So we, we go Tuesday and Thursday night at, at 7 o'clock in Saskatchewan. We kick things off with Jason Voida out of Yorkton, mm-hmm. uh, who not only represents uh, Yorkton football, but he represents uh, the SAS Selects program. And he also coaches both 
12 men and nine man football. And then this past Thursday, we went all the way up to the CFL level and we had Paul Boudreaux, the special teams coordinator from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on there talking the kicking game. And that's what we want to continue um, all off season here is hit every single level uh, 12 men, nine men, major representation from all over the province of Saskatchewan and the country for that matter. And, you know, we're, we're also getting women's football involved. We've got participation from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Rams, the Thunder, the Huskies. Uh, so it's a, it's a really good thing that really the whole province is getting behind and we're excited to, to be able to serve the coaches and, and provide them this opportunity. Okay, DJ, if I want to get involved, I'm a coach, I want to get on board, how do I go about doing it? You can go to uh, threephasescoaching.ca. That's our website. Uh, there's a registration button there. You can click that. You can follow us on Twitter at Three Phases Coaching. And uh, if you want to see what we've done in the past and what we're about, you can go ahead and uh, search us up on YouTube at Three Phases Coaching. And you can watch past uh, past clinic sessions and brush up on all the things that we've done in the last couple of years. But uh, as far as getting involved this year, uh, go to that website, threephasescoaching.ca, click the registration button, enter your info, and then we'll see you online at 7 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays. Two more quick questions for you. As a young Dave Jackson, how much do, does he wish he would have had something like this coming up? Oh, he, he wishes he had it all the time, and that's what that's what I sought out, to be honest. I, I sought out ways. You know, I'd be sitting in, in the stands, whether it was at Old Taylor Field or in Calgary, uh, you know, at Stampeders training camp by yourself with a notebook and, you know, going back to, I, I remember going to Brewster's Pub there uh, on the service road in the East End. I know you're an East End guy. Yeah. You know, you get the salt and shakers out there and drawing on napkins <laughs> and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I, I really wish we had, we had this uh, way back then. Uh, but I'm excited to be able to provide it, you know, in partnership with uh, Thunder and Scott McCauley and, and give that to the coaches here in, in Saskatchewan. Okay, you astute football mind, you football nut. Last question, who do you got, Bucks or the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, who are three-and-a-half-point oh. favorites going into this game? They're saying, last I saw, it could be a rainy day. I don't know if rain affects the game as much as maybe wind affects the game. Who do you got? Oh, that I'm looking forward to the good game. Uh, it, it's going to be a good battle, two good programs. But if I had to put my money down, and that's what you're asking me, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Um, all, both have great offenses. Tampa Bay's defense might be able to get a couple takeaways uh, and, and seal a victory in a, in a close game. So yeah, I, yeah, I'd have to go with the Bucks. I picked I picked Kansas City. I'm going to stay with that because I just think Mahomes can find a way to get it done. But one thing I don't think people really pay attention to too much, unless there's a holding penalty or somebody misses a block, is the line play. And their old line's not too good right now. They're banged up. Yeah, well, that, the game is won and lost in the trenches, and that's a, that's a proven, a time-proven uh, commodity in football. So it'll be interesting to see if, if your line is injured going into the game. It's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough night, and especially with everything on the line. I've uh, I, I'm an old dude, older than you, I think. So I would pick. Um, like I don't like Brady, but I'm kind of cheering for him just to win one for the old guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Any any forty something professional athlete, whether you like him or not, deep down inside, you still got to root for him. I think. <laughs> Did you see the picture? They had a picture of George Bland as a quarterback with the Raiders at forty three, side by side with Tom Brady. Like, it, I know he's had work done to his face. He's got a supermodel wife, of course. Guy always changes his haircut, but like. 
as a as a lifetime football junkie, are you not amazed by what this guy is doing? Like, and I saw somebody say this, uh, a defensive end say this, like. He he has he has mastered the art of moving his shoulders. Just the way he can turn and torque his shoulders to get away from a sack without having to run and scramble is amazing. No, it's 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 truly amazing. You know, professional athletes in general, um, you know, are extending their careers. And and I remember kind of I don't know if it would be a generation before this, but I remember Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. He used to talk about how he extended his career simply by you know he'd hop off the ground anytime he took big hits to make sure that when, when contact was made, you know, his feet and his cleats aren't, aren't in the grass. So, you know, these guys are coming up with new ways to stay healthy and athletic therapy and training and all that comes into play. Uh, but it's, it's really amazing, and it's not only in football, but in all sports in general. Well, Dave, thanks for everything you're doing for the sport of football. As a guy who loves the sport, loves it in Saskatchewan, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out and uh, showing some love to the clinic, Ballsy, and I appreciate everything you're doing for growing the game. Well, just before we wrap up this installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy, we know Super Bowl Sunday's almost here. Check out this list of the top tips for having a great Super Bowl Sunday. Play a drinking game where you take a shot every time Tony Romo sounds like a six-year-old on a sugar high. Make sure one of the layers in the seven-layer dip isn't made with N95 masks. Make sure your fridge is full of beer and your house empty of family. That shouldn't be too hard this year, right? Don't invite any Tom Brady fans over. He might win again. They're insufferable. Another top tip for having a great Super Bowl Sunday. Asking, would you like to pat my homes? It's a great icebreaker. And the top tip for having a great Super Bowl Sunday. Save money by eating the veggie tray no one touched at your party last year. Here's the Super Bowl by the numbers. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buccaneers in Tampa by three points in their only regular season matchup, 27-24. And the opening line for the Super Bowl happens to be the Chiefs by three. This will be the fifth meeting in their careers between Brady and Mahomes. They're deadlocked at two apiece. Mahomes was just six years old when Brady won his first Super Bowl with the Patriots over the Rams back in 2002. It's amazing. When Brady was six, Chrysler introduced the first minivan. McDonald's introduced McNuggets. Also, a Christmas story was released. Michael Jackson's Thriller debuted on MTV. And in sports, Marcus Allen and the LA Raiders defeated Washington 38-9 in Super Bowl 18. And get this, that year, U.S. researchers announced the discovery of the AIDS virus. There's still no cure or vaccine for AIDS. Guess who was in charge of that research? <laughs> you guessed it. The great Anthony Fauci. I say that sarcastically. The most common jersey number for Super Bowl quarterback is 12. It's appeared 30 times in the Super Bowl, not including this year with Brady, although that does include Brady's previous nine appearances. More quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl wearing that number than any other 17 times, but they've also lost more than any other time, 13. As for Mahomes' number 15, that jersey number has appeared six times, with a 4-2 record. The Bucks are trying to become just the fifth team to win a Super Bowl a year after finishing with a sub-500 record. The previous four were the 2017 Eagles, the 2001 Patriots, the 1999 Rams, and the 1981 49ers. The Bucks have scored at least 30 points in each of their last six games, including all three of their playoff contests. They can become the first team in NFL history with four 30-plus point games in a single postseason. 
And have you ever wondered who got the first Gatorade bath after winning the Super Bowl? Well, well, it was Giants coach Bill Parcells after the Giants beat the Broncos in Super Bowl 21 in Pasadena in 1987. Well, somebody asked me last week, hey, Ballsy, who do you think wins Super Bowl 55? Well, I said provided the Chiefs O-line, which is banged up, can hold up against the very good Tampa D-line, KC should win by 10. At least it's nice to see EA Sports agrees with me. The simulation of Madden predicting the Chiefs will beat the Buccaneers 37-27 on Sunday. It's been right 11 of the past 17 years, including last year when it predicted a Chiefs win. The score will be tied at 27 with six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and I could see that. The game also says Mahomes outduels Brady with four touchdowns and no interceptions and 422 yards passing. The over-under on his passing total, I think I last saw, was 330 yards. Brady, according to the game, will have three touchdown passes, one interception, and 322 passing yards. Either way, it should be an excellent contest against the GOAT. And you know what you call a baby GOAT? The kid. That happens to be Mahomes. Should be a good one. And most likely... Although, (laughs) it's Brady, so who knows. But most likely, the only time we'll see these guys in a Super Bowl matchup. So enjoy it! This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.